Hello all and welcome to another episode of Neil's World Podcast. I hope you all brought your books and your pen or a tablet or a phone that you can use to write and take notes because today I'm going to talk about the psychology of money or I say the art of money and the psychology behind it. That's how I like to put it. All right. So why it, what is psychology of money? So psychology of money is, this is narrowing down the reasons for your behavior with money or why you do the things you do when you get money and or why you don't have it or why you have the money. And um, no matter how smart you are or how good you are at math, this does not aid you or it doesn't really affect how you handle money or you behave with money. Because if this was the case, you wouldn't have the Wall Street crash in, in like 08. You wouldn't currently have the UK selling bonds, you know, or the US printing money repeatedly. Like it wasn't going to impact the economy. So you having knowledge on finances and having a good understanding of um, math doesn't really impact, but if it relies on your behavior. And this is why the psychology of money matters, because if you don't understand your own money mindset, you're going to have a hard time achieving financial success. But when you do understand it, you can use that knowledge to create a positive habit and have behaviors that will help you reach your financial goals. So we all need to take a look on ourselves and look on our, on our lives growing up as, 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 ch as ch children and see, you know, what happened every time you got money or was money discussed in your household? Could you hear your caretaker you know, your parents, your grandparents sitting down and discussing finances or planning financially for an event, an adventure, a holiday, you know, buying a house, a car. Do they actively sit down and have healthy or toxic conversations when it comes to money? Because these all play a game. And you, you may not think, oh, no, it doesn't affect me. But... It does play a role in the way you behave now with money. All right. So briefly now, I'll say something about the, the art behind it. Because money is an art, isn't it? It's not the science. And there's no one fit, no, there's no one size fit all when it comes to, 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 to financial success. So... We all need to understand or to find out how money works for you and within our own um, unique circumstances. Because the art behind it is you learning how to master your own money mindset and develop healthy financial habits, which will serve you for the rest, the rest of your life. So you embarking on this journey now to achieve financial independence, every habit you've dropped and every new habit that you've picked up is only going to make you better 
going forward, it's gonna it's gonna greatly greatly impact your chances of success going forward. And we all need to take this seriously. And you achieving this success or even achieving halfway of what you want to achieve, you can change the culture within your household, within your family, you know, your friendship circle as well. Because your friends will start seeing you doing things differently. So understanding your money mindset will, will allow you to explore your own beliefs and attitude that you have towards money and where this all stems from. Because this will give you the foundation you need for changing those poor or bad money habits that you have. You know, you get paid on a, on a Monday or a Friday or at the end of the month and within a few days you have no money left. Your bills are paid. You had money left over, but for some reason you've indulged in treating yourself or overindulged in treating yourself, you know. I previously mentioned on my YouTube channel that um, you need to do, you need to deny yourself or utilize um, the habit of having delayed gratification. This is good. It's, it's, it's maybe saying deny yourself is a bit harsh. So I'll say delayed gratification. So you can have nice things, yes, but have those nice things when it when you have set yourself up in a way that it's not going to greatly impact your week or your month or your day or your mood. Because when you when you have money, when I have money, I know when I have money, I am happy. And the moment things goes bad or I've messed up, it puts me in a mood. Like today, I went to the shop. Um, we made a shopping list to go to the grocery store. And um, while in the shop, we picked up all the items. And my wife, she gave me all the money to carry. I didn't want to use the cards. So I said, okay, then I've got some cash. Let's spend this cash. This cash, I had it in my trousers, but I changed my trousers before I stepped out because it got messed up. And I went to the shop, but I didn't have the money at the end of it. And then I had to spend the money on my card. I was upset. That changed my mood entirely because I didn't want to spend money off my card. I wanted to spend the cash I had and leave the money in my card so I can then put the money straight in my investments. And I know we all probably have scenarios like that where it goes, but yeah. So also overcoming our own financial fears. So, because money can be a scary thing, isn't it? And we don't all discuss money. Like, we're all in relationships now, whether it be friendships or you have a, uh, a relationship with, 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 with your significant other. Do you actively sit down and discuss finances? I know in my, in my own, we never really sat down and, and, and spoke about it until about, what, four or five years ago, we, we actively sat down and had healthy conversations about money. And understood where each of us wanted to be at and we came on a common ground of what we want to achieve and how we were going to go about achieving that set goal you know so having discussions about money and being able to overcome the fear especially 
if you've had a negative experience in the past. You want to be able to overcome that and move on and understand why that significant event has such a great impact on you. You know, like I remember having bought my first house in, in Jamaica and um, I said, I'm going to rent this property out to cover the, the mortgages while I was going to college. And um, the mortgage bill was like 58,000 Jamaican dollars per month. So you were out in the US, probably about 300 US dollars or in pounds, about 200, 250 thereabouts. Um, and um, at the time, and um, when I decided I was going to rent it because I thought, yeah, this is really good entrepreneurial mindset. Now I'm going to go off and get it. I'm going to make a killing on this. And when I put it on the market and the reality kicked in that my mortgage was 58000 but the rent ceiling in the area I bought the property was 38000 So I was not even going to get enough money to cover my mortgage, you know, so... I still ended up renting it, but I had to find the extra money, that 20000 to put towards a mortgage while going to college and working part-time. It, it was really, really stressful. And I thought to myself, I would probably never, never, ever, ever buy a house and rent it again. So I had a fear of getting back into the property market because of that experience. You guys, you guys, you, you, you all may have something um, a lot different um, growing up. So, because developing a healthy financial habit from budgeting, saving to investing, you know, this will let you understand why it's important because there's things we need to know about money. Money works in motion. If you put your money in your account, inflation will eat it up. I'll say, so between 2010 and 2020, the average, so the, U, the, the inflation within the UK went up by an average of 2.8% per year. So let's say it was 3% over a 10-year period. Let's run it up to 3% for a 10-year period. If you had 100,000 pounds, or 100,000 US dollars lodged in your account and it stayed there, you've not invested it and you are getting, say, 1% on your money. So you'll get 10% on your money over the, over, the, over, over the years, all right? So you're getting 10,000 10, 10, pounds on your 100,000 over the 10-year period and inflation has gone up in that 10-year period 30%. You've lost 20% of the value of your money. Your spending power has dropped by 20%. And if you didn't get interest at all on your money in the bank, you have lost 30% of your spending power. But if you'd invest that same money in say the stock market or the S&P 500 or you know, ETF and our Vanguard 
and you were getting on average, say, I'll give it a low one, say, say you're getting 4% per year on your investment. And that's compounded as well. You'll be in a lot, lot um, better position than you would than than you are now with your hundred thousand. So, I know we fear investing in the stock market, or we fear investing. Period. But we will be happy to work for forty years, and that money is getting taken from our account, going straight into the um, national or your, your, your government um, pension pot, or your private pension pot, every single month. And you'll be happy to sit there and have them give you, say, a 20% of your money, added onto your, the value of your money um, over the, 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 30, the 20 or 40 years that you were working for, versus invest, taking control and investing that money yourself we need to take control and understand what we are trying to achieve and know that only us only only us will be able to do it for itself because no one's going to do it for us we love our best interest at heart we have our best interest at at heart and um, and because we know what we want to achieve and the life we want to live, we are going to make sure that it's done safely. Minimum risk, because we don't want to be greedy, do we? Minim, minimum risk going forward. Because the, the, this is not about get rich quick. This is not get rich quick. We're going to avoid those at all costs. This is all about guiding yourself or helping yourself to create a healthy relationship with money that will serve you for the rest of your life. Get into the right mindset and developing habits. And if I can do it, I know you all can do it. And thus, we can all achieve financial success. All right, because like, if you if you if you put it into context, money is complex and emotionally, it impacts the topic. The topic itself impacts how people react to it. It will it will, it will change. It makes people become anxious, stress, or even like me talking about financial independence, and wanting to retire early you know it can make people some people feel ashamed like well i am already at this stage of my life and i've got like 10 years left to retire or i have retired and my my, my funds aren't enough but I, I wouldn't want to feel ashamed at all because you can only do what you did with the information you had presented to you and if you weren't ever sit down, if you never, if you never, I mean, in my words, if you've never sat down and really plan how you're going to retire or when you want to retire or what your retirement should look like, then how was it supposed to come to fruition?
So at the same time, money can also be a source of security to some people, happiness, and gives you that freedom at, of movement. Everyone wants the freedom of going on holiday. When you want to go on holiday, you want to be able to sit at home and do nothing if you want to. And if you choose to work, you're doing so because you chose to work. So your attitude towards work as a whole will be different. Because our relationship with money is shaped by a variety of factors. And I, as I mentioned before, I highlighted that it could be from your upbringing, like in your household. It could be the culture that where you were from. And if you grew up in church, like I did, you will know they always say money is the root of all evil. But it's the love of money is the root of all evil because you become greedy. And greed isn't good. Because why do you want excess? And also, our own experiences over the years will impact on our money relationship. So, one of the most important aspects of the money psychology is our money mindset. Our money mindset is set is a set of beliefs or attitude that we have about money. And these beliefs can be positive, negative, right? Positive or negative, sorry. And like I said before in church, they talk about money is the root of all evil, that money can be evil. And and that people who have money are awesomely greedy. Which is not the case. It's just your your judgment on someone else's lifestyle based on experiences that they're having that you would want to gravitate to or you can't have the same experiences and or it's because you've been trying to build wealth for the last 20 or 30 years or the last five years and it seems like every decision you've made so far to, to invest or not to invest or to go into business has not been fruitful And this is one of the ways that it can really impact on your, you actually achieving success. But if we all can get it into our head that money is a tool for good and that it can be used to make positive impact in the world, we all may be more um, motivated, for one, to, to, to go after or pursue the goal of financial independence or success. And success to everyone could be different. Your financial independence could be relatively different from mine. Mine could be, you know what, I want to be able to take first class flights or even private jetting around the world five times a year, sun chasing, or be owning owning or, or living on yachts. Whereas it could just be you owning your own home, being able to pay off your kids, pay to send your kids through university or college or being able to buy your child their first car. Being able to be in a position that when your kids are getting married that you can go off and contribute or even pay for the entire wedding without that impacting your lifestyle, you know? 
Because if you look at it right now, we're all earning a paycheck. And that paycheck, we've all, be we've all become accustomed to that paycheck one way or another. And when you retire or semi-retire, say you retire and your pension is going to pay you about, say, 800 to 1,000 pounds per month. But you're currently living on 2,500 pounds per month or 1,500 pounds per month. That's a massive lifestyle change because even with earning £1,500 a month and your pension pot is going to give you 800 quid. That's a drastic change. How are you going to live the life you're living now with £700 less? So we have to put that in the perspective now and understand that the life you're living now and if you haven't got a house yet or you're going to pay off your house by the time you retire so that's going to be a cost gone but if light bills in the uk are now or the average are 250 200 pounds per month and grocery bills are like three to four hundred pounds a month how is that going to impact the way you live and what you eat where you shop for your groceries and how you shop for your groceries when you retire in 10 15, 20, or even 40 years' time. That planning and preparation for retirement starts now. And that's how we'll all achieve it by planning, preparing, and never forgetting that the lifestyle you're living now should reflect how you want to live in the future. So if you want to go balling out now with all your money and traveling and do everything now that's fine but ensure that in your retirement stages you are also able to do the same you all you'll be able to travel and visit families and friends go to a nice restaurant on the weekend so that's why i don't mind sacrificing a few things now because i know the things i'm planning for in the future in the near future, it's going to be good. I'm going to still be able to drive a nice car. I'm still going to be able to eat out at a nice restaurant on a weekend if I wanted to. Or book a holiday and go on there. And, and there's the choices I'm making now. Because these choices I'm making now are going to greatly impact the future I'm having. Um... Also, I uh, make sure that my investments, like I mentioned on my on my about the podcast on the podcast last week, and I also mentioned in my YouTube channel that I split my money into three three equal portions, and I have my emergency fund, I have my investment fund, and I've got my money that I I, I spend from. That all and everything is all all fully planned. We have to keep our emotions in check because the, these things I'm doing now, yes, people might say, oh, why are you so frugal? Or why are you not just living your life now? What if you die tomorrow morning? But I can't just live for today. 
Because if the Lord comes for this world tomorrow, yes, I have savings and it's gone. But if it doesn't come, if he doesn't arrive for his kingdom for another 20, 30, 40 years, or if I don't die for another 50, 60 years, then at least I know my investment portfolio is going. At least I know that everything I'm doing now is going to work towards that. And I've got to keep my emotions in check. I can't be affected by the things that people are saying to me or the way I'm living. As long as I am happy and my family is happy. And that's the main thing to take away from this. Do what you have to do, but make sure that you're happy in any decision you make. And you make the decision fully informed. Like, like I always say to you, all my listeners, go and speak to the professionals. Go to a, a, a financial advisor. Go to speak to a, an, an accountant. Go and speak to your bank. Go and, like, like when you're going to buy a house, you always approach a mortgage advisor. But you can always call a mortgage advisor and speak. Ask questions. Gain knowledge. Read books. I'm consuming knowledge like never before. Now, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm reading books. And I'm listening to audiobooks as well. And these all help me to keep my emotion in check because I know exactly what I am trying to get out of this. Because emotions play a significant role in our financial decisions. When and where emotional, uh, uh, where we're more, when we're more, when we, I can't get this out. When we're emotional, right, we're more impulsive or we make very irrational decisions. Like, I think one day I went out and um, something happened. Can't remember what it was. But I said to myself, you know what? I deserve this. And I went to the shop and it wasn't something I wanted. I didn't need it. But I went and purchased clothing and shoes off the whip because I think, you know what? You grafted this month and you're not happy with it. Something went wrong and I wasn't happy with it. So I thought, this is going to pick me up by doing that. And, it, and it's not right. It's not right to yourself or to me doing that to myself. So I've got to keep everything in check. Because you, 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 you are more likely to make a big purchase or relieve those feelings in short term. All right? Even if it's going to have long-term long implications financially. And if you have kids or a partner, it's not just affecting you, is it? It's also affecting your partner and your children's future. On the other hand, positive emotions can also impact our financial decisions. Because when we're feeling happy and confident, we are more willing to take risks or invest in ourselves, i.e. going off reading books, speaking to the professionals and get solid information on the current market stats and where you should put your money if you're going to put your money in the stock market or you're going to put it in property. Speak to the relevant um, professionals and get that information in. If you want to go and put your money in savings, speak to your bank. Say, look, I've got this money. I want to put it in savings. Which account have you got that I've not really seen that is best to put my money in for the short term or long term or medium term? What, 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 what have you got to offer to take this money and, and help it, this money work for me. Because you, you understand how the money works and people who understand the money 
are the professionals, your accountant, your mortgage advisor, your financial advisors. And yes, they are obliged to give you good financial information. They may, they may make poor decisions on their part, but they understand how money works. And, they can, and if you can take away from that, read a few books and then they can give you in-depth understanding or give you basic information or just guide a guide, then that helps you massively. Otherwise, you're making uninformed decisions and, and, and movements. All right. <clears throat> so changing our money mindset while our money mindset is shaped by a variety of factors it's not set in stone, all right? So what I'm saying is not set in stone. It's that your goals, your goals can move. You can move the goals further along or you can bring them forward. The journey to achieving your goal can change and should change if things happen because life happens. So you're going to change the way you're going to do things to achieve the end goal. But you should never give up on your goal. You should never stop. You're, gonna, you're just going to do something different to achieve the end goal. One effective way to change your money mindset is to surround yourself with positive financial role models, like the professionals, and friends. Everyone needs a, a mentor. And you should find yourself someone in your life who is in that position that you look up to them to see that they're making good solid decisions and ask if they can be your role model and help help guide you along the way to financial independence and um, this could be a financial advisor it could be a friend but you just speak to someone and get that information all right so it's been half an hour and I'm trying to keep the, pod the podcast is to half an hour. So I'm going to close off on today. But I want you to take away from this is that one, you cannot work your way to financial independence. You Two, you cannot save your way to financial independence. Three, money in motion is good. And number four, consume knowledge. Be brave enough to recognize where you're going wrong. Analyze yourself and see what has caused you to have this relationship with money. And lastly, go off and attempt Make an attempt now to make a change in your life because you will thank yourself later for it. And I know this is going to be hard. The road to success is rocky. And there is no one way to be successful. So whatever it is that you are happy doing or whatever talents you've got, feel free to go off and try and see how you can use your talents increase your income or give you an income on the side and then you put that into your investments if you already have tight spending from your one salary or your two salaries 
see how you're talented. You could be a barber. You could be good at plumbing, but you're not working in a profession now. Utilize your skills. You could be good at writing. You could be good at arts. See how you can use those skills and allow those skills to bring you some cash in and you put that cash into motion. All right, so that's it for tonight. Uh, thank you all for joining in. I want you all to know that the Neil's World podcast is now available on Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and as well as it's on Spotify since day one. And um, I want you all to share. Please leave a comment in the comment section. Let me know what you think of today's um, video. And uh, I will see you guys on the next one. Goodbye.